1: Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, boo! It's me, Roz. I have got a fun conversation coming at you today with Amy Bruni, who this time is joined by Adam Barry. You probably know both of them from Ghost Hunters and, of course, Kindred Spirits, which their new season is coming out on the 18th of December. That is their sixth season. The show is so Good. I love their approach to all this stuff. And so we get into it a little bit. No Chip coffee this time, but crossing my fingers one of these days we'll get Chip on this show. One of the things that I, I, I briefly brought up with them on this episode is this idea of an agregor, which is something I've always been fascinated by. It just hasn't come up a whole lot maybe a time or two on this show over the past almost three years of doing it but it's basically this idea of kind of uh, can you come up with a ghost just by believing that there's a ghost there and they did some experiments with it on kindred spirits a time or two and um, one thing that's mentioned is the philip experiment we mentioned that in today's conversation and I've known about this, I've read about it in books, and I don't know, have you ever heard of it? I'll tell you about it. did a little research here. So basically, and most of this info is coming from a website called liveabout.com. And in the early 70s, 1972, the Toronto Society for Cyclical Research uh, did this experiment with parapsychologist A.R. George Owen, and psychologist Dr. Joel Witten. Basically, they wanted to create a ghost through communication. You know, with with a séance, they wanted to make some contact. And so they get eight people together, and they basically just came up with this ghost. They made the whole backstory, all these details. They said, "Okay, his name's gonna be Philip Philip Aylesford. He's he's born in England." 1624 was the year he served in the military he was knighted at age 16 he came up with this whole storyline that he was an ally to charles ii he was catholic he was married to a woman named dorothea and then he meets this other woman named Margot and has an affair with her falls in love with her she gets accused of witchcraft she's burned at the stake and he's all sad about it and he kills himself at age 30 in 1654 so that's basically the story that they come up with so then they you know get together you know they're trying all these different things they have one of the members that can draw real good they do do kind of a, a, a portrait of of the ghost philip not really sure. Maybe a caricature like you get at a boardwalk. I'm not sure. Maybe a, a painting. I, I don't know. They do something like that. And it's a lot of meditating, focusing your mind on this fill up, you know, this group effort. Let's visualize. Let's focus on him. And they're not really getting anything to happen, and then they had this idea: "Hey, what if we dim the lights down? You know, like they like they do in a séance." So they dim the lights down, and apparently that's when shit went down. Now, as I was reading this, a, a couple of different websites I read were saying that um, they were doing the the good old fashioned, like uh, you know, tap once for yes, tap twice for no. Although I kept noticing in these websites they they use the word "rap." which we got this 1600s ghost rapper, I don't know, but then I had to look it up, rap, another word, uh, a synonym for strike, a hard surface with a series of rapid audible blows, especially in order to attract attention, I didn't know that, sorry, I didn't know it, I know tap, I didn't know rap, anyway, back to the story, so that starts happening, you know, one rap for yes, two raps for no, they start hearing other kind of sounds. They would hear a breeze or feel a breeze at certain times, different vibrations on the table. Allegedly, at one point, the table kind of stood up on one leg, like kind of tilted and even moved on its own. They claim that the table levitated and even a few times a mist appeared, but they never actually saw this you know, human version of Philip as a ghost apparition but that was kind of the goal but nonetheless that was the philip experiment which is you know it's interesting a lot of people that would you know that analyze this case they say that there's you know confirmation bias that these people are like you know what i'm basically they're like i'm dedicating hours of my life with a a a room full of people meditating on some fake ghost and i want results so in my mind i'm kind of you know you spend enough hours doing it you're bound to be like i think that was something you know so i think that's a lot of the criticism or or what people believe was going on here was you know people confirmation bias or the other thing could be the ideomotor effect which is something we often talk about with ouija boards that unconscious Uh, moving um, that you can do, not unlike it's believed happens with a Ouija board or um, a pendulum or or that sort of a thing. So who knows? You know, it's certainly a great experiment, and it's been done many times since the Philip experiment, but it makes you really wonder, like, could, could some of these haunted places that we hear about have ghosts that are not even... A traditional ghost? Who knows? Or you know, some people might even say, "No, that's not a ghost. That's a demon pretending to be a ghost." I don't know. It especially makes you wonder when you think about these famous places that have been around for forever, and there's just all these ghosts. And people say, "You yeah, know, there's a little girl named Sally," and then there's there's no records anywhere of a little girl named Sally i think that sometimes it could be that kind of a thing where people manifested sally i don't know if you believe in this kind of stuff why not very interesting anyway i want to toss it on over to my conversation with them but if i may do just little self-promotion here up top i'm gonna be doing a show at the improv hollywood improv if you're in hollywood on the 8th of january great little stocking stuffer small fun intimate room i'll be joined by a bunch of other comedian friends of mine and we will not be talking about ghosts but you know if you like me and you like my sense of humor around ghosts just imagine all the other things i can make funny you can get those tickets on the Hollywood Improv's website, which is just improv.com slash Hollywood. And this week on Patreon, uh, you could hear me talking to these two professionals, Adam and Amy, about various paranormal phenomena, like Bigfoot, time travel, Ouija boards. It's always interesting to hear from people that really dedicate their lives to this kind of stuff. All right. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Amy Bruni and Adam Barry from Kindred Spirits. On with the show! I am joined back again with Amy Bruni and, for the first time ever, Adam Barry. Hello!
0: Hello! Hey. So good to be back!
1: you guys I am so happy to talk to you first of all you you are so busy all of you so I'm so grateful that you made the time because you you have just kept going this whole time and it's pretty incredible
0: yeah I know I mean we did have some downtime for a minute but I think we have worked through this pandy the pandemic for sure (laughs) we've been all over the place
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's been a lot of ups and downs. And it's so funny because people are like, Well, how do you relax after like working and traveling so much? We travel. That's what we do. We
1: travel that's and true. go places. So it, there's do. really no rest, you know? We just go out and have fun and travel. Right. Cause, it, Cause strange escapes, um, Amy, your 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 paranormal travel company, that's back up and you guys have been going places and um when I when I told people that you were gonna be on, so many people were like oh, my God, we want to go on one of those trips. And people had all these questions. I mean, what do you guys have planned for next year with that?
0: Oh, my gosh. So far. So we have a a really great thing happening in Missouri at the Belvoir Winery. It's like this whole Disco is Dead weekend, which we're kicking off with like a disco zombie party. (laughs) So
1: that's going to be
0: fun. Uh, And then we're going to Europe. So we have a European cruise booked, which is our first time going there. So we're going to be leaving out of... Uh, the UK and going to Spain and France. So that's going to be massive and that's in July. So there's more coming, but those, that that cruise was a lot of planning. It took a minute. So <laughs> we had to get that one uh, on the schedule.
1: Oh my God. Adam, are you going? Are you going to be at the zombie disco? Oh. What's going on? Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Zombie disco is happening. Um, we always try to plan our outfits and I don't know if I'm going to do like Disco, like Disco Zombie Circa, Saturday Night Fever, Studio Mm -hmm. 54, like, I feel like it's going to be a Studio 54, um, you know, rager, accident, zombie person, you know, Uh he died, died on the dance floor, you know, (laughs) something, it's going to be something like
1: that.
0: I can't wait. I've got thoughts. I've got lots of thoughts.
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds so fun. Well, see, when you talk about going to Spain and stuff, do you guys talk about that for uh kindred spirits doing Spain, doing doing England, doing stuff like that? Oh, yeah. We
0: do. Yeah, I think I, this yeah. will be I think season 7, you know, knock on wood when that happens, I think that will be our
1: our international
0: season or going international. We just weren't able yeah. to the last two seasons.
2: We've always what? dreamt we, we've always dreamt of like getting into, you know, like High Clare Castle or something that's like in, been in someone's family for hundreds and hundreds of years. And we're looking for their relatives, like, you know, and br- going through all that history and um, exploring manor homes and and uh, estates. I mean, let's do that and just pretend <laughs> that we're rich. I love
0: that,
1: yes. <laughs> yes. Adam, you're in P-Town, right?
2: Yeah, I live in Provincetown with my husband Ben and our two Chihuahuas year round, believe it or not, my God.
1: Oh my God. I was just talking to do you know who Raja is the Oh the yeah, icon? I icon. I know her. Yes, I do. Yes, very she... I very well. More than you probably. yes, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, amazing. We were just talking uh on this podcast last week about uh her being in P Town and the spirits of of Provincetown. I mean, is that is that something you've experienced?
2: Oh yeah. I mean I got my, my I started, you know, really looking for ghosts with my husband and a few friends back in like two thousand and seven or six in Provincetown because um back then you know our friends would get to winter sit at uh, these beautiful old houses that were you know built in the early 1800s and we would just go to the house and investigate ghosts there Provincetown is full of a lot of things you know <laughs> yeah. it's full of energy <laughs> it's full of it's full of ghosts and it's so it's so funny because um like ginger ginger minge was here all all summer and we connected through the paranormal and i went over to where she was staying and we, you know, sort of looked for ghosts in her house and and she's a huge, like she's started watching our show and is obsessed and I, I it's so funny because I'll scroll through my Twitter of like who's who's following me sometimes and I'm shocked at the number of drag queens that are following the both of us that really like our show. <laughs> and I feel like there's gotta be a crossover or something. At
0: some point it has to happen.
1: Yeah, oh my God. Mm. well, I'm sure we know a lot of the same people in that regard too. I know Ginger. I've worked with Ginger. Oh I, yeah, she's so funny. You know, it's uh, it's interesting that we're talking about that because you know something that we talk about on this show a lot is um, you know, LGBTQ uh, relationships to the paranormal mm. and representation. I mean, unfortunately, there's not a lot of it um, on <laughs> TV, but. I mean, uh, it's amazing that you're that you're out there. And uh, I mean, do you have anything? Can you can you speak to that experience? Oh, I mean, well, I, you know, I, I, I'd I like to, I think it's,
2: it's changed a lot. I mean, I, I don't think uh, I think coming out of the paranormal closet sometimes is harder these days.
1: (laughs) Right. You know,
2: (laughs) saying I love watching ghosts and I believe in ghosts and aliens and all that. People are like, what? You're weird, right? So it sort of flipped (laughs) a little bit in the the last 10 years. Um, But I do think, you know, being part of the LGBTQ community, it's like we're sensitive to others' issues and feelings. And I think the way that Amy and I investigate Uh, you know we're sensitive to the spirits like we we're empathetic about their their situation and their plight and we want to help them as a ghost community you know it's like I think there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities and um you know sure we can like bro ghost out we can be a bro ghost if we want to and be like you know but I think for the most part we're we're pretty chill and I, I it just works I think and I think there's a lot of people in the community that you know, believe in that sort of spirituality and, and are open to more of those things.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like our yeah. our fans, like when we go to events and things, I think it's pretty clear that especially the last few years, our fan base has gotten to be, I don't know, just a lot more open and different. I feel like when we first started, it was a lot of like, I, I don't even know how to describe it, <laughs> but it was just very... Um, very conservative, I would say. Now it's, yeah, uh, sure. I think it's a little, it's everyone, every walk of life is at our events. And I love that. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and so I just, I think that's been really interesting. I don't know that TV reflects that as much, um, like who is on TV, but I think the events do really prove that.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that with the way that you guys talk to ghosts and, you know, so much of your approach is, um, you know, understanding and trying to help and, you know, ghosts are misunderstood. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it seems like you guys really, uh, are able to, you know, have empathy to that. And, and, um, I don't know, it's just, I think it's such a cool approach that you guys have, but oh, you know, yeah. I, another thing I love about your approach is the experiments. <laughs> um, oh my god. This what do you got like to tell TV. me about this next one or what uh, can you tell uh. me?
0: <laughs> well, we went really so you know, I will say that being on TV and doing investigations differently as you know, as much as we can every week it, because we do, you know, there is a, we do want to keep people entertained, but it also makes us think outside the box. And then so sometimes we think of these really crazy things that I don't think that we would have normally thought of if we weren't trying to change it up a bit here and there. And so we do some really crazy things this season, but I'd say the one that takes the case, takes the cake is uh, the case where Adam um, dies essentially. So he could speak to that a little bit more, but people are gonna watch this one and think that we've completely lost it. But I would say that it worked.
1: What, am yeah, I'm talking I mean, to a dead man. What is going on here? What is <laughs> died? Yeah, this is this is probably the best
2: EVP session you'll ever experience. <laughs> um I so we first and foremost, we never do an experiment for the sake of just you know, doing it. Like there's always a reason behind Mm -hmm. our experiments. There's either a roadblock that we have to cross and we have to think outside the box, or we've been given an opportunity to try something new. And that was, that was this case. Um, Greg Newkirk, our friend Greg Newkirk, uh, was on this case with us. And, you know, he says, I have an experiment that will help us essentially get closer to the other side and make communication a bit more easier and we needed that we needed the help in sort of bridging that gap and making it easier to communicate with whoever this was um it was we were at uh, liberty hall in new jersey and you know it was more of a meditation intention experiment uh but you know i i did drink some honey from that was found you know that that was flowered (laughs) wait I drank honey made by bees where they got the pollen from a graveyard so essentially I was communing with the dead and then okay. I can't give it all away but no it, don't, it happens. Don't. it happens and it was a weird crazy meditation experiment and then when I got out of it it, it worked I will say but I also said our our group of people, the, the ones that we work with all the time, Amy, John, Chip, uh, Greg and Dana, uh, the, our core people, I was like, everybody has to do this. Everybody has to do this because it is a weird, it's a weird result and you think differently and everyone should be doing it. So, it's, so yeah, that's probably the weirdest experiment we did, um, but we also did a lot of other things on other cases that weren't quite as
1: far out, man. <laughs> well, the, so greg, greg and dana newkirk who people might yeah. know also from hellier and who you guys are friends with and work with a lot when you guys had that salem episode mm-hmm. and the devil card that screwed me up <laughs> <laughs> well you should have been there I mean we were,
0: I think yeah. well we, we were like thinking of like the mathematical odds of that even happening which is basically impossible so um for people who didn't see it Dana just she was randomly pulling a card time and time again and she just kept pulling the devil card I think she did it like four or five times in a row and you know it was that moment where we had to we did have to think though like this doesn't necessarily mean there is something evil here but we you know it kind of led us down the path of whoever is here sees us and what we're doing as being devil related because they were very Mm -hmm. religious. And so we had to, you know, again, think outside the box there, but yeah, that, um, those are the kinds of things that can only happen when the new Kirk's are around. So.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then last season, I think it was maybe the next episode, you had the zombie boy episode, which is another one (laughs) that I have thought so much about since I saw where you encountered uh, something that, weirdly, we have not talked a bunch about on the show, an uh, uh mm-hmm. Can you talk more about what that is?
2: Yeah, I mean, well, it, it's it's all theory. So, you know, we feel that sometimes there are entities that are created by intention and energy. So, for instance, if you go into a room and you say this place is it's scary there's a demon there's like something really dark and mischievous here in the space and then everybody thinks the same thing and they go in and they're like oh looking for this dark mysterious mischievous ghost uh there is a chance that it can just appear because you're sort of manifesting it there's a there's a great thing you can look up called the philip experiment that explains Mm -hmm. why that works um but we in this case zombie boy we thought that it could possibly be that and so um amy amy what did you say you were like let's make up questions you're like let's make them up well that's what uh, they did
0: in the the philip experiment that's exactly what they did is they basically infused the energy with traits and personalities and uh, names and a history and so that's what adam and i did obviously it took a lot longer than what you saw on the show and our crew thought we had completely lost it because we just kept (laughs) repeating the same things over and over again (laughs) but then when this spirit started reciting what we had kind of put out there as fact it really it's something that i think a lot of people in the paranormal have played with or thought about over the years because the philip experiment is very famous but um it 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 does open up a whole new can of worms when you're investigating because you're like am i dealing with someone who was formerly alive or am i dealing with something that was created by people who keep coming here so um just it's a, it's another possibility
1: <laughs> as we investigate that we have to to rule out cuz is it something that you can um i mean interact with the same as like a living spirit I mean, can it can you get rid of it? Can it, can it, I, I don't know. I mean, how, I, how is that different?
2: I mean, we did, the, we did encounter, the first time we sort of encountered this on any episode that was that has been seen by the public was the Belvoir Winery episode. I think it was season three, mm-hmm. episode one. Um, but, you know, we imbued the space. We got people who were familiar with the space and really remembered when, when that location was, uh happy and when it was an operation and we sort of imbued the space with our positive intentions and energies to sort of to counter counteract the negative entity that had been created over all of those years what's weird on that case though um the reason why we discovered that it possibly could be an aggregate is because it didn't know what it was we would ask what it what, what what its name was and it would say one of our names or it started playing with our fears like if like Amy said, I hate growls. I, I never, she doesn't like, you know, disembodied voices in her ear and it, and she said it out loud. And then lo and behold, it starts, it starts talking to her in her ear to like freak her out. And uh, it's, it's really kind of scary.
1: Oh, I think especially, you know, you guys do so much research and I imagine that if you're researching a location, you're not finding anything is, I mean, I, do you think it's something that's, like more common than we might think?
0: I think now it is. I think that with some of these locations that are heavily investigated, I think one of the byproducts of that, we say this a lot, is that um, you you have places where people are going in, sometimes large groups, over and over and over again. And these are investigators who all of them just sit in the darkness, just hanging on every noise, every experience, sometimes scared, sometimes speculating what's going on there, like just like they're very vulnerable. They're putting all of that energy into those places and then leaving. And I, I think over time that does something, you know, we always talk about how if you want to put positivity in your life to, you know, infuse your space with positive thinking, you know, make a visualization board, things like that. So if you believe that that works, then why can't the opposite work? Why can't you kind of inadvertently infuse your space with something that might not be as positive?
1: Uh, (laughs) That makes me like, that's, that's the kind of thing that to me is like, motivational speaking like you could use that as motivational speaking to be like think positive or you could create a demon living in your house <laughs> a zombie boy yeah so be yeah, positive you
0: Maybe that's why Adam and I are the happiest, cheeriest ghost hunters yeah. we'll ever meet. Same,
2: <laughs> I know. You know, I've caught my, I've caught myself, like I've caught myself recently, like being like, nope, don't think that. What could happen? Like, be careful <laughs> what you wish for. Stop doing that. Like, I've done that recently since that you know, and we do it all the time now in cases. We try to be, we try to put the energy out that we want so that it uh, doesn't bite us in the butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. When did you guys film this last this upcoming season? Gosh, uh, the summer. April- Yeah,
2: it was the second, the day after my second shot in (laughs) April, April, April 27th or 8th we started and then we finished uh, for the majority of the episodes by July 1st.
1: Oh my God. So you guys did two seasons during COVID?
0: Yeah, the first one was, um, honestly, it was so nice, especially that first one. At first we were really nervous but then we have such a small crew. And honestly, I think that summer, I don't think, I think we all kind of took for granted how little COVID there was that summer. Um, but it was, it was just a bit of normalcy for us. It was very therapeutic. It was like, you know what, this is just like we always do it. And this is one thing that has remained the same, except we stayed very close to home. We didn't get on any airplanes or anything. Um, this last season was, you know, it was, honestly, very much the same, but we got to start traveling again, um, our whole crew, everyone was pretty much vaccinated at that point. So it was just like a whole, you know, it was even more normal, but it's helped me immensely through all this, <laughs> as far as anxiety goes and things. So,
1: yeah. Cause when I talked to you, it was, um, it was in January, I believe. So it was in between mm-hmm. the two seasons and you were telling me how you guys were driving places for the first season or for you know for the first season during COVID, um first of all what is that road trip like the two of you do you guys drive (laughs) together no No. (laughs) we have
2: very different no we have very different schedules because i don't get up till like noon and she's like up at 9 a.m um you know ready to like ready to go and so we do not drive together we have to have separate cars because we do different things However,
0: but also we're on very different paths. Like when we're driving, because you're coming from P-Town and I'm coming from Newport. That's true.
2: That's true. That's true. It takes me, it takes me an hour and a half just to like get off the Cape to get going. So it just Mm -hmm. doesn't, it doesn't work. Uh, But when we fly, sometimes we fly together and that's always fun. As long as there's alcohol on the plane.
0: (laughs) Tomorrow we're flying bright and early.
2: (laughs) Oh, don't even question. We're going to Vegas tomorrow, and like <laughs> I know it's going to be 8 45, but I definitely am going to have like a screwdriver. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh and my God. See, because yeah. I've been, I just have been picturing you guys on some road trip singing. I don't know what you'd well, be singing together. Okay, wait. And- Ghost wait, Hunters was
0: like that. Yeah. You definitely did that on Ghost Hunters.
2: Yeah. Here's a, some inside scoop. So on Ghost Hunters, we flew to like, we might have flown to like the first location, but we drove everywhere else. And uh, we would play games where we would stop at, uh, like if we stopped for gas or whatever, we would each go in and purchase the craziest random like road snacks you could find. Gummy bears, like just weird stuff. And then we would challenge each other by putting them together and making you eat it. And then on a scale of one to 10, you'd have to tell me like 10 being the worst, one being not so bad, how, how would it taste it like, you know? And we're trying to gross each other out. So we did that mm. a lot. Yeah, oh, it
0: would emotions. literally be like Slim Jims and sweet tarts and cheese whiz on top of it. <laughs> it was just yeah. disgusting.
2: Disgusting. And eggnog,
0: push it down with eggnog. I have, like, it yeah, so I have old.
2: <laughs> I have old video of that that I definitely could pull out and post at some point. No.
1: So Is Chip uh, still doing things remotely for this next season?
0: He is. He did make it out for one. But other than that, yeah, he is remote.
1: So how is that different? I haven't gotten to speak with him, but I mean, is he, does he, what I'm curious about is like when he's doing these, when you guys are out there doing the investigations, is he sitting there waiting by the phone or I don't, what is he doing? Is he all of a sudden getting all these messages in his mind? And then you guys call, like, how does it usually go from? We, yeah,
0: we do like a walkthrough with him. So he, he, um, we use him once, maybe more like, it depends on the case. Like sometimes we'll need to call him back, but we usually have a time scheduled for him. And then we know what, like Adam and I come up with a plan as far as how we're going to use him um, but the thing is like Chip does, uh, remote readings for like, that's what he does at home all the time. Right. So he's really used to kind of keying in to a remote spot or a remote person, but yeah, he, we use him usually once during the course of the week, um, for a couple hours. And, um, there are times though, where we're like, Hey, are you there? We need to FaceTime you right now, <laughs> so, but mostly, you know, Tr- we try yeah, to play and- stump the chip sometimes we it never works though so. <laughs> yeah
2: i mean sometimes he does sometimes he does text us out of the blue and we keep it in mind uh you know depending on like what he's dealing with but i mean i personally and maybe amy i can speak for amy as well i personally prefer him in the space because mm-hmm. you never know what he's going to say and when he's in the space you know he's surrounded by something you know, he picks up on everything and there may be something hiding in the corner that we can't show him on the phone, but he's, he's pretty spot on.
1: He blows my mind. I imagine that has to be so fun to, first of all, to be him and just be able to just, you know, baffle people constantly. I mean, does can you tell me a story of a time when you've just been like, what? oh my gosh so the
0: show obviously is amazing like he had he picks up on great things during the show but like what really freaks me out is like when he'll be like I'm getting a read on you do you want me to tell you and I'll be like (laughs) so I remember so the craziest thing that ever happened was you know years ago um I was pregnant but I had not told anyone yet like I was literally like just pregnant like it was very early to say a word I had not told a soul and I get a call from Chip and Chip's a texter he's usually a texter not a caller he he calls me out of the blue and he's like what's going on and I'm like nothing and he's like and this is you know like January or (laughs) middle of winter he's like why am I getting a distinct mommy vibe from you and I'm like what are you talking about and he's like are you pregnant (laughs) <laughs> I was like, no, I am not pregnant, Chip. And then I was like, well, maybe I am, but you can't tell anybody. And he said, well, I just need you to know there's a little girl who's been dying to get into your life. And then oh. I had my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow, wow. Yeah. It was really crazy. Like literally all only people who knew were me and Jimmy. Like that was it. I hadn't told anyone. I hadn't even told Adam Barry.
1: Oh my God.
2: <laughs> That's true. She did not tell me yet. No. I had to find out well she wanted to tell me but then I was like I need to catch this train to go back to the city you're like fine okay go and then I caught <laughs> I caught the train and then the next week she told me I was I was very excited because I was like you know I was like yay my god it's gonna be so much fun
1: um
0: yeah but the yeah, chip part sure. of it was really crazy so yeah he's he's really good at stuff like that
1: oh my god hey do you guys want to hear some ghost voices yes yeah absolutely <laughs> okay it's time for evps or ev please okay so this is what i do actually i don't think i did this with you last time amy you know I, usually what i do is i go to youtube and i find random evps of which there are thousands just <laughs> floating around out there and i have my guests guess you know what they hear or whatever and then i give them multiple choice the correct answer being what the investigator said but i don't know every time i have on like pros like you guys it i i don't know i feel weird doing that so what i decided to do this time is i um i found some that i believe i have captured myself and um i mean who knows whatever we'll see so tell me what you think I've got two of them here. This first one, this was, I don't know if, maybe you guys have been to this place, the Jerome Grand Hotel. Have you been there? It is Is in Jerome, Arizona. Oh, no, I haven't been there. It's allegedly super haunted. It used to be a hospital, now it's a hotel, which what could go wrong with that? That happens a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I was in the bathroom, and I've played this on this show before, but. I don't know. I think I heard, I think I captured something. I was in the bathroom and I started video recording because the bathroom looked cool and there was nobody in there. And then I heard this voice in the recording. So tell me if you, and if you don't hear anything, I won't be offended. It's fine. All right, here we go. Okay, it's like three syllables. Okay. Play it again.
2: Does it say who farted? Was it you? No
0: stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you have any guesses besides that? that Wait, could do be it guessed. one
0: more time. Okay,
1: one more time, one more time.
0: That one's hard because I don't hear like the whole like ambient noise in the room and stuff. But I don't. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. But I don't really it, hear. It was silent. It was like pretty silent. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Here, I'll give you some options um is it a you got to move it is it b i died real bad is it c you guys stop that or d i pooped here okay. <laughs> d it's d I'm gonna it has go to with- be
0: d i'm going to go with d because i thought it said i am here so you guys
1: getting- i Yes, indeed. That's what I believe this ghost said. I believe it said, I pooped here. I'll play it again. <laughs> Listen, I swear.
2: Ah, I hear the poop. Okay. I hear the fart and the poop. I... Oh,
1: thank you. It's hard. I, feel no, I mean, it's a good
0: I mean, if there's ever a message, if you want to use your energy from beyond, like that's what you want people to know
1: yeah right? i pooped here yeah, so exactly. okay here's one more now this is from a spirit box which i usually don't play spirit box ones on here first of all they're usually horrible to listen to on a podcast but um, <laughs> that's why we don't play them on the show people are always like why yeah. don't
0: you let us hear it and we're like because all it sounds like is <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: right anyway, well you guys do the estes method these days and that seems to be getting you guys some results yeah i love watching you guys doing that Um, so this is from a good old fashioned spirit box. I was at the theater where I do this podcast live and I've done a lot of campy drag theater here in LA. It's called the Cavern Club Theater at Casita del Campo and they say it's haunted and I have done spirit box there a couple of times and every time, um, well, here's an example of something I think I heard. Of course, you know, it's a spirit box, who knows, but okay, here we go. Okay, it's really quick. It's really quick, and it's just like a. Mer-mer. All right, let me play it again. That's a
2: hard one. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, I don't know. I think the hardest thing about these to is that you know we need usually this is for future reference. We need like fifteen seconds before and after it, mm. so we can hear what leads up to it because sometimes that might be the end of a sentence that you're not catching that's happened previous
1: or you know afterwards that was Got hard it. though that was hard yeah usually i look at this stuff and i only pick when there's just like a blip like it's, yeah yeah for sure um, that's hard i know it's a hard one i don't think it's i don't think it's as good as i pooped here but um <laughs> okay here's some options is it a impossible Is it B, asshole, D, I don't know, or I'm sorry, that was C, I don't know, or D, might as well go.
0: Wait, play it again.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Impossible. Oh, I heard
2: asshole. No! Wait, do it again. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) One more time. Okay.
0: Yeah, it says
2: asshole. I definitely hear asshole. I, it could be possible at the end, but because I don't hear the M, I'm going to go with asshole too.
1: Yeah, I I heard asshole. Okay, now, sorry that both of these are butt related, but um, <laughs> I heard Adam asshole. loves
0: to talk butt all the time. Yeah, I like <laughs> to talk
2: poop, poop and butt. Fine. He okay, knows fine.
0: how much I love it, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently at one point, you it was your favorite because your daughter said mom is pooping your favorite because
0: <laughs> <That's true. laughs> i asked her all the time did you poop today i was reading the mom anyways
1: yeah and she's oh. like is pooping
0: your favorite we digressed as usual
1: <laughs> well let me uh <laughs> ask a couple of questions uh before we wrap up here from listeners of the show uh some some questions from our Patreon, patreon.com slash Uh The first one, let's see here. Chloe asks, uh, I've always wanted to know what it's like for Amy to be partnered with someone who doesn't believe in the paranormal.
0: Mm. Oh, I think she's thinking I'm Amy Allen.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go oh. With. oh, okay. I
1: thought maybe she was talking about your personal life. Okay, never mind. Uh so
0: maybe that could be no, that could, that be, could be true. It. Um, you know, yeah, that's true. Because yeah, he definitely does not believe in the paranormal. Um, you know, it's honestly it's fine. I it's kinda nice because he's not always like hounding me to come do all these events with me and stuff. We like have our own thing. So you know, and it's also sometimes some like sometimes I can throw things at him and he'll have a very logical explanation where I might have gone like instant ghost. So, it's never been a problem. I it's it's kind of fun to be honest.
1: Mm, we kind but, of make
0: fun of each other lightheartedly.
1: Adam, does your partner believe in this stuff?
2: Yes, uh very much so. And we we sort of started, you know, looking for ghosts together right. when early on in our relationship, but uh he definitely believes and he loves to go on the events. Um and yeah, absolutely. He blames me sometimes for bringing. He's like, "Did you bring something home? This is weird, you know." Or, get, or
1: his, you know, we'll get into an argument. He'll be like, "You're possessed
2: from the last case. Get out."
1: <laughs> that is such a funny thing. Like most couples, it's not. Did you bring a ghost home? Or it's like, it's like, were you cheating on me? Did you bring something? Yeah. Like, what did you do? what did you do i know that is so funny um okay christina asks has there ever been talk of a crossover event of kindred spirits and cheap old houses oh my god do you know cheap old houses yeah actually we have the same
0: manager as them so no way yeah so that would be amazing and i bet maybe we could make it happen at some point but Mm I mean, I follow them and I'm always like, I look at those photos and I'm like, I would snatch that up in a heartbeat and I guarantee that house is haunted. (laughs) You can just kind of tell, you can get a vibe from some of the photos.
1: I love that Instagram account. Um, Okay, here's the fun one. Sarah Beth wants to know, if you could be a spooky fictional character, who would it be and why?
2: Spooky (gasps) fictional. Oh my God, that's so hard. I've never been asked that question. I, I mean here. I probably right now I'm gonna say Baba Duke because he's a gay icon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so he's a gay icon and I'm gonna be Baba Duke. I mean I'm gonna be Baba shook the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, a spooky. Can I be Shelly Duvall in the shining so I can do everything different like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes you can so I can just- the narrative
0: <laughs> because she makes so many bad decisions in that movie. I'm like, that is not what I would put up with. You, that, <laughs> so, <is true. laughs> like, that way I could just like get rid of Jack Nicholson and live in the cool old haunted mansion with my kid all winter, or oh, haunted Oh, there you hotel. go. <laughs> and I'd be like, finally. It would be a a whole different
1: story if it was you, (laughs) if it was you in the haunted hotel. Uh, Okay, here's one more. This one's from our Facebook group. Uh, Elena asks, I'm curious about what the most challenging location was for you guys to find the history. Are there places that Mm -hmm. have just had nothing for them, uh, for you guys to go on so you can't figure out who the spirit was? Because you guys seem to nail it all the time.
0: Um, Well, that's a lot of work that goes into that. What happens is, you know, we bring out a ton of history and then we just keep mentioning things to see what causes activity. So we don't show you that whole process, but it's like, you know, but I think probably the more challenging places to research are the bigger ones that have a lot more history, like Waverly Hills, for example, because there are hundreds, if not thousands of deaths that took place there and you're trying to figure out who is the spirit in front of you you know and so those are probably the most challenging
2: we also hit roadblocks sometimes where you know we can't get into the historical society or people won't you know won't give us information because they don't believe in what we do or you know the location oh. the deeds for the location stop because you know they were attached to another property which we don't know what it is because they don't go back front of there's a lot of things that happen like that um, that you know that people just don't they don't just don't know about because it it's sometimes it can be very hard to get all the info.
1: Well, you guys, uh, the new season is coming out the eighteenth, right? Yeah, that's right, yes, December eighteenth. Um, I can't wait. I was looking at some of the episodes that you guys have coming up. I mean, the first one. You're at a Masonic lodge, which I I know like a little bit about the Masons, but it seems like a lot of those Masonic lodges are haunted. What's going on with that?
0: I mean, I think it's just decades and generations of rituals taking place within them, and you know, honestly, you know, you know, Freemasons they they really invest their time and spiritual spirituality to that belief system, and so I think that it just kind of energizes a place like that. And so this is kind of the perfect storm because upstairs you have, you know, the Freemasons, but then downstairs was an undertaker's office for decades. So there's a lot going on there. And then there's now this antique store with all these crazy antiques brought from all over the place.
1: So the energy there is very, very odd. When you talk about like an antique store being haunted, so Hmm. do you guys find or do you believe that objects you know are holding in this energy uh can it can it be from can it be the actual spirit of a human or is it more so typically just like an energy i think i personally believe it can be both um Mm -hmm. i think you know
2: objects hold energy uh you know sometimes i mean we collect weird things Amy collects weird dolls and those dolls are giving off some kind of energy for her to pick (laughs) it up You know, and for her to take that doll home. So I do think objects uh, can hold energy from the past. I think last season we did a case in New Hampshire where the uh, the phonograph and and the you know held energy of what seemed to be the family that was uh, associated with the owners. And you know, there was a lot of pictures in it. It was sort of infused with the family's energy, which I think was interesting. So I think it's both. Uh, But um, but. in this instance, there was actually uh, you know, something there trying to get our attention, uh, almost like a cold case. It, it's bizarre. It's the most bizarre episode and premiere we, I think we've ever had. And I, we can't wait for people to see it.
0: There is another case, too, that involves a shoe, of all things, that will really make you question what kind of energy can be in an object. like it, Yeah, it's. I I keep telling people. I think that's the episode after the premiere. I think this is on Christmas. So yeah, I think that episode for me is in like my top three cases we've done, and I think viewers are gonna feel the same. Like the outcome, the energy, like what we discovered is just wild. So um, Christmas Day, you know.
1: Merry Christmas yeah cozy <laughs>
0: up to a little bit of us
1: <laughs> a haunted shoe oh my god i can't wait to see what that's all about <laughs> well for people that haven't watched the show yet uh and they want to binge before they you know watch the brand new season where do you suggest people start If they wanted to get a couple episodes in before then to get to get kind of you know what's what's the quintessential kindred spirit episode in your opinion oh uh Ghost i Ghost, yeah, yeah, Ghost, Ghost Train. Train. Oh, <laughs> Ghost Train. Yeah, Ghost Train. Actually,
2: if if everyone's following, it, you know, uh, the Travel Channel social media handles, um, we're doing the 12 Days of Streaming. And so we're actually counting down our top 12 uh, cases from all five seasons um, to give people something to stream each day before the premiere. And it's a little, there's a picture and a, like a little blurb why we think the episode. Uh, is our, one of our top 12, uh, but Ghost Train is probably our number one talk about case ever.
1: Yes. What's the scaredest you guys have ever been? Ghost Train. Ghost Train. <laughs> ghost train? yeah.
0: I, I couldn't figure out. It. I thought I might be getting hit by a train at any moment. You know, right. it was just like, it was this crossover of, is a ghost doing this or is there a train coming? So we'll leave that cliffhanger. I made it, it turns out, but it was... <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, and I think um, that and Waverly, Waverly Hills was pretty mm-hmm. terrifying. I mean, there are moments where we're a little freaked out. Let's just be honest. I mean, you cannot not get scared. People are like, oh, they're professionals. They shouldn't be acting this way. I was like, you try it. You try <laughs> Seriously. it. Seriously. Sometimes we get really excited. Did you get pretty scared this upcoming season? Uh, there are a lot of moments that are unnerving. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a back alley moment, and not that kind of back alley <laughs> moment. There is a there is a back alley moment That's called right. Death Alley, where you know I put myself in a precarious situation. Again, not that kind of alley moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but we uh, we do that to ourselves often, and I I think we're crazy, but it gets yeah. results.
0: I think gonna style them too. There were some Ooh. pretty. Pretty scary spots in that place too. It'd been wow. a while since we'd done an old asylum, so it's nice to get back to our roots.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Finding your roots. Yes. <laughs> well, tell everybody where to find you and, and all that kind of stuff. I know you have a lot going on. You have your magazine too. Yes. Oh. Yeah. The
2: magazine's being reissued. Uh actually the first issue is being reissued for December. Uh it'll be out until March seventh. Um, and you can find that anywhere magazines are sold or on Amazon and you can get all our past issues on Amazon.
0: Yeah. And, um, I think we have more of those coming out for 2022, which is crazy, but, um, people can find, I have my podcast haunted road, uh, premieres season two, January 5th and, um, and then strange escapes if they want to go on some adventures with us, and you know if they're not scared after hearing us, they can come hang out.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. They should. Everyone should follow us on social media. too. Amy Bruni across all of the platforms, and I'm Adam Berry or Adam J Berry
1: or the Adam Berry. You know, there's a lot of Adam Berries out there, so like <laughs> just Google, we're there. And then this upcoming season, people. Can figure out what it, that. What we know so far is that there's a haunted shoe, there is some Freemasons, <laughs> and there's a back alley, and we're going to figure out what all that is. Yep. December eighteenth, yep. exactly. I can't wait. Well, you guys, thank you so much. It's so nice talking with you, and it's so nice meeting you, Adam. We'll have to chat. You again too. Sometime. Nice to meet you.
2: Yes, please. We um, there's so much tea to spill. I'm sure <laughs> we'll have to hang out again.
1: Yes, please. Thank you so much to Amy Bruni and Adam Barry. Oh, I look forward to talking more with both of them. They are both so cool. Go check out their show. It was so nice of them to do this. And if you want to hear a little bit more from my conversation with them, click on the link in the description of this episode at patreon.com slash as I ask them their thoughts on Bigfoot and Ouija boards and, you know, a bunch of other stuff too. Are you subscribed to the show? Please be subscribed. Tell your friends about it. It's my Christmas wish. Rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you have a ghost story, leave it in a five-star review or email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com or put it in the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dress for Less. Why not? Follow me on Instagram at RozHernandez. Come see me at the Hollywood Improv on the 8th of January. Not talking about ghosts, but nonetheless, having a good time. If you want to get a cameo from me before Christmas, do it quick. I think cameos are like the best gift ever for um for a loved one. I I spent all last holiday season getting cameos for people from like my favorite reality shows <laughs> and stuff like that. I, it was so fun. Um, so you can get one from me. I'm just on there at Roz Drezfeles. So look me up. I'll be back next week with a listener episode. I love you all. But living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me, okay? Bye. A
2: podcast. <clears throat> A podcast network.